0: Welcome to Outrageous, Creating Extraordinary Experiences with Positively Outrageous Service. This is the show where we explore
1: all the habits and real-life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Szabo and Michael Hoffman.
0: Hey Andrew, welcome. Hello Michael. Great what to be with you again, Actually, another episode of Outrageous. And I, I love this, I love what we're doing,
1: which yes. is taking the seven habits of a positively outrageous service and breaking them down into what exactly do I have to do on purpose to create a culture where, where not only do we own the idea of being positively outrageous, but it's just the way we do
0: it. Man. Yeah, it, it has to be inculcated into into an organization yeah and, absolutely. and there takes, are seven we, we've broken yes, it down into seven yes.
1: very very specific things to think about and to do specifically to create that culture the first one being hiring service naturals right
0: so enlisting
1: yes enlisting enlisting yes. those people that are plugged into the right spots you know, yes. Everything you say and everything you do is everything this company stands for to the person in front of them. We want to get the right people that really get that, that own it, and can deliver
0: that. Yeah, and it's what is a service natural. It's that person who puts service in front of self. Mm. So now you've got your right people. Yep. And now we have to move into what we're we going to do with them. And there's three, the three next steps, which are the three next habits we'll be talking about. The, the next one um, is really f- you have to ignite the leadership, right? And then we have to equip the management, the department heads, mm-hmm. and then we have to engage the frontline people. So that'll be the next three weeks of uh, broadcast. So let's talk about igniting the leadership. How do we ignite the leadership, Michael?
1: Well, excellent place to start. Let me just say that right now. I, there's a, there's something, a good friend, Tim Durkin, uh, who is a good buddy of ours, uh, who works in the field of igniting performance and uh, positively outrageous service and everything that he does. He has a, a phrase that I really love. Yeah. Uh, which is leadership provides the light, management provides the heat. The heat? I yes. love that. Leadership <laughs> provides the light, management provides the heat, and and so I want. Let, let's start in leadership. Yeah. Uh, so so th- this, this week, habit, yeah,
0: we're going to talk about the light, and the next light. week about the heat. About the heat, right? All because
1: right. that's the job of those people in management slash
0: leadership positions, and what their role is. What's the difference between leadership and management? Well,
1: if you if you think about the the metaphor of of light and heat, light and heat, basically what that means is that leadership is are the people that create vision. Where mm-hmm. are we going? Light our brains. You know, tell us what. Are, where where what, where are we going and how are we getting there? A vision is something that is not attained yet. It's something we're, we're trying to achieve. And when we get close to it, we set it again out high, hard, uh, farther and farther. Leadership provides that direction of where we're going. Management, when we say provides the heat, it's that daily interaction, those that that contact, that uh, that coaching, that ma- the massaging of the people that are actually trying to live out that vision. We're managing people. We're getting things done with and through others, and that's really the fundamental. And You may have the same person who does both, but they're In very a very different things. Yes, yes yeah, and, they're and, very and, different things.
0: Yes. So uh, give us an example of how you've seen that the difference between the light and the heat and how one can ignite the vision yeah. Of and this is, is this, this is, is why
1: us. the habit of igniting leadership is tremendously important. It's where you start yeah. because before we start managing people and getting things done with and through others, we have to make sure we're all on the same page. And that's really what the habit is. It's creating uh, the vision that says this is what we do and why we do it. It brings clarity and motion into our daily behaviors because the, the I call it the tornado of business. You know, mm-hmm. we can get so caught up in the craziness of the daily uh, day-to-day activities that that we forget what we're trying to shoot for and what we're trying to constantly you know, um, create down the road. And that is a, an experience that, that people walk away saying, this is why I shop here. And it's, a, and it's an experience for the people that live there too, that work here every single day. I spend more time of my waking hours with you than my own family. That makes
0: you family, at least yeah. it could be. Well, what's the downside if you don't ignite that vision? then
1: we're all doing a lot of work, but we're not flying in a row. You know, we've got all these ducks that are out there working really hard. Yes. They're under the water, their legs are just spinning. Just, just kicking, kicking, kicking. But we're not we're not we're not moving in formation. And that's what a leadership does. That's what an effective leader does. Is they 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 get all of this effort and they move it in the same direction. Now when we say igniting leadership, what we're trying to really drive home is the idea of is does everybody in leader in, in the leadership positions, are they bought in to this? And I'm talking about the behaviors. I'm talking mm-hmm. about being a champion. We can say that we want a positively outrageous service culture.
0: That's a key word though, you said champion.
1: Yes, but if we're not champion, in other words, if yes. we're not living it, It doesn't work. And so that buy-in piece, the igniting the leadership to buy into, this is the reason why we do this. This is the reason why we have to champion this, because we want to show others, not just tell others, show others.
0: You have to set the example. Yeah.
1: How often have you worked with an organization in coming into really—I mean, over the years that you've been a speaker, I I can tell you it's it's— so many times in, in my career, but how about you, where you've worked with an organization that, that, that is doing all the right things, they brought you in, they said, ignite our people on how to, and how to really live this marketing message that we're doing, but it's driven from the middle management. It's driven from human resources. And I'll give you an example. If you've got people that have been to your class saying, boy, I wish my boss was here. <laughs> oh yeah! I That's can't tell classic. you how many times I, I can't tell that, you how yes. many times I've been <laughs> in a presentation, you know, talking about you know people skills and communication skills, where I've I've had them lamenting, oh, yes. "I wish my boss was here. I wish the right. upper management, you know, was here." Or the other other
0: uh, thing so I've seen is that even in a small organization, if you don't have everybody, the leadership on the same page. I was working with a company, and there was uh, it was a small organization, but the the partners if you, do, you ask them what, where, where the, what the vision is, we had four or five different answers. Mm-hmm. So you've got, to have the, you've got to all be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Number one, you've got to set the example. That's what I just heard you say. Mm-hmm. And you have to champion it. How does one champion it? Give us an example. Go tell us a story. Uh, there's the bank story of how oh, yeah. that turned around a whole organization.
1: Well, here's, here's I'll tell you the quick story. Um, a very large bank. Magnum factor was the oldest bank in the country of this uh, of this country that I was working in yes. <laughs> and um, uh, they were in the top 5 banks they were number 5 in the customer experience in uh, NPS scores uh, net promoter scores number 5 and it really showed showed in their bottom line showed in their advertising showed in their experience showed in their the longevity of customers and um, uh, brand new CEO takes over for ber- uh, personal and business banking and uh, they call it PNC and so he's a brand new PNC CEO and he does a walkabout. He does a walkabout across his country, he got to, to as many branches as possible. They didn't know him because he was brand new and he got a chance to see what the experience was like yeah. and he was mortified horrified it was it was horrific at some of the things that he saw and didn't see Hmm. the lack of care and concern of the person walking in and doing business and 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 he wanted to change it he wanted to change it and ignite a culture of of real ownership of the people that came in that were doing business with us we are part of something that is the deepest part of your life your financial financial, yeah why can't why aren't we seen as more as a resource than a vendor you know, and and he, and he went away. Or he went about creating or wanting to create a wave of change to to really ignite a culture of ownership when it came to the customer experience, and um, uh, that's where we were brought in. And uh, uh, it, his goal was seven years. Seven years to be knocking on the door of number one. Now, how, long, gotta, how long did it take? It took Action. five. Five. In five years, they turned this massive battleship of an organization. And, and to change NPS scores is, yeah. is massively a Herculean effort, but that large of an organization, on num- uh, within five years, they were knocking on the, on the door of number one in almost every category of customer experience. And, it was, and they did several things. Uh, they created language, they created training programs, they, they created onboard programs, they created uh, uh, coaching programs for their managers which we'll talk in a, a later episode. But the, but the number one thing that he did first, because the example we were talking about before was when it's driven from the middle of the organization, we want to have good people skills and it's driven mm-hmm. from human resources. And to get upper management to buy in and then lower people, to you know, the people down the chain to, to really embrace. It's a it's it's almost
0: it's not impossible, but it's a lot harder. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's like so there, there's hard. two ways up the mountain. You can That's go hard. up where the hard way or the easier way. And he way. knew that. And so yeah. what he said was,
1: no, no, it starts with us. It starts with the leadership. With, uh, the leadership. Yeah, yeah. And so he gathered. And this is this is really what the, what a good uh, habit does is it starts with the head. You know, they say the fish stinks from the head. Yeah. Which is you, if you're
0: in leadership. So the question is, <laughs> you want it to smell good or bad? <laughs> exactly right. And <laughs> people will follow the leaders. Yes. So he
1: gathers his people under a roof. He has a retreat. He basically gets the issues on the table. And he, he goes to them and he starts to ask them, "What what is your vision? So instead of just him saying, uh, "This I'm the new guy. Here's the way it's going to be. Get on board. He asks them what their vision is. And, and, and that's a little technique I want to drive home because... What he found was, which I knew he knew he would, is that most people want what he wants.
0: Mm.
1: But now it's in their language and it's and it's from their momentum. And, and where, where, it, do have, right? exactly, yeah, where do you have exactly where do you have more ownership? If I if I say it, it's negotiable. We should do this. I'm the leader. I'm the boss. I'm the CEO. I'm supposed to say this. But if I can get my group of people to say we should do this, it's truth. If I say it, it's negotiable. If they say it, it's truth. So he brings his people, all his leadership, he goes, let's talk vision. And he has a roll up your sleeves. How? What's the problems? How are we going to change it? And he really gets them to really understand that it's about specific interactions. And so what is needed? And then they went about really breaking down the vision of what do we have to have our people say and do? And they came up with nine foundational concepts uh communication techniques and they weren't they weren't detailed it was simple like uh-huh. for instance we answer our phone on the third ring that that's crazy simple yeah well, heads up not down when somebody walks in that door every head comes up so that we greet them with a face yeah. and a smile um, I'm talking simple simple yeah. but nine. Basics, and they call them brilliant at the basics. Nine basic things that everybody does, including leadership, we right. champion this. I, I no surprise anything else. Right. And then they create, and then from there, they created how do we communicate this? How do we train people as to the why? And how do we give them the tools to be held responsible for, uh, and, and and off they went. But But the very first thing is we have to have buy-in from the leadership because it was that group of people that said, how do we champion these things? So that people say, oh, this is the way we're doing it because they see it all the way up the chain. You have to ignite the leadership into what the vision is, what my role is in Uh the vision, how do I champion the vision? How do I live the vision? So that when we start to do the other habits, equipping management to help equip the frontline, That when we hold them to the fire, it's because I've held myself to the fire, right? And I'm able to. Let's repeat
0: those three things. So I think this is a good takeaway for for our listeners Mm -hmm. to to look at. You know, what do we want them to do next? And yeah, look at look at your vision. What what is the vision? Mm -hmm. That was number one I heard. Number two, what is my role uh, with vis a vis vis the vision? Mm -hmm. And number three, how do we champion the vision? Now, if everybody... How takes, are we going to articulate that yeah, to everybody Yeah, articulate. Else? So that, that, that takes language, that takes uh, setting the example, mm-hmm. and so forth. So, you know, what, what, what can our listeners do in the next, uh, next week to reevaluate this?
1: I, I, would, uh, I would really encourage, when it comes to the positively outrageous experience that we want our customers, that we want our internal people to really experience, how does that fall into the vision? Maybe our, our leadership needs to, to get off site for a day and, and just talk about the creation. and Or if we've got it going on, why? Because so many times we're living in the, the craziness of the tornado mm-hmm. and we're just doing and we're, we don't know the why. So you've got to reinforce the why. So get off campus, get it out of your heads and start to really articulate what is the goal of the experience? Positively outrageously, are, are we living it? Are we doing it? And what is it? You know, yeah. what are some of the behaviors? Are there nine to ten behaviors that we can say this is what we need our people to be doing more to create those positively outrageous experiences? What's what's our experience like physically, uh, in our in our in our in our branches, in our uh, in our stores, in our uh, offices? What's the experience like that people are. Are receiving when they come in. Does that need to change physically? I mean, just read the book. The yeah. book will walk you through the things that a leader should really look at from their experience and and how we take it to the next level.
0: Well, that's pretty outrageous, Michael. Next week we're gonna go from the light to the heat. And how do we uh, use how do we leverage management to heat up the light, the vision that has been cast by the leadership? I can't
1: wait. Uh, I know that it starts with the fish stinks from the head. So it starts with the leadership right. saying, let's get the vision on the table. And then now the rubber meets the road. Yeah.
0: And you don't want to create that bottleneck. You know, then often the bottleneck is it happens then with management. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll, let's, how do we break the bottleneck? Excellent. I'll be next week. Excellent. Let's get outraged. And please, uh, you know, check us out. We have some blog posts around these topics. dot um, positivelyoutrageous.com forward slash blogs. And uh, we'll see you next week. that's all from Andrew. And And from and from Michael, we'll see you next week. Be outrageous.